Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. So we are going to start reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. And honestly, this will, this will just, there's a theme even. I love how the Holy Spirit does this when we may not even know the exact songs or how the Lord's gonna speak and move during worship and then how it just flows so perfectly with um, the teaching even. But 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16. I'm gonna start reading. Um, no, it's 1 Corinthians 2. I'm actually gonna start reading in the first verse. We're backing all the way up. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. I decided that while I was with you, I'd forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. Verse 3, I came to you in weakness, timid, trembling. Verse 4, and my message and my preaching was very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. And I did so, so that you would, not, would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Verse six, but when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. Verse seven, no, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. Verse eight, but the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, oh gosh, this is one of my most favorite scriptures. If they had, the rulers of this world would not have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but it was to us, it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Can we just stop there? God has revealed to us those mysteries, those things that were hidden at one time. You know, even when Jesus spoke to the disciples and the people on the earth during his day when he was alive, a lot of times when he spoke in parables, it was a mystery. Like it was, it was a secret, if you will, that people had to search out. And even the disciples would come back, they'd get away in, in their small group, uh, 12 people, and they'd be like, Jesus, what did you mean when you said that? And he'd break it down for them. You know what I mean? But verse 10 says, it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. I know God is speaking to some people in here tonight, including myself. You know, I know Pastor Joe's always so humble to say this, that when God shows us something or, or says, hey, I want you to teach this or break this down, First, it's to us personally. And literally, we'll just glean and say, okay, Lord, show me. What are, you, what are you speaking to me? What are you showing me? But when he shows us his deep secrets, 
How many of you, there been times in your life or maybe you're here right now tonight and there's been this, I'm not hearing nothing. I'm asking, I'm praying. Like I've been, I've been seeking, I've been telling my friends, they've been praying with me. I've got these questions and I, I just, he's not, he's not revealing nothing. He literally said, his spirit searches out everything, the precious Holy Spirit. And we've taught this also a bunch of times. When Jesus left, he said, it's better that I go because my father's going to send you the Holy Spirit who will live, he'll be with you and live in you. And he's gonna reveal and lead and guide you into all truth. You are not alone and God is not hiding things in a mystery away from you. If you believe that tonight, I'm just telling you, the first step is saying, okay, God, you're, you've already revealed to me these truths, these deep secrets. Verse 11, no one can know a person's thought except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. So it's, the, it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Who knows the thoughts of God the Father the most? God the Holy Spirit. Verse 12, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's, so that we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> the wonderful, go ahead. Uh, go well, ahead. I just want to say one thing is that when God reveals things to us through his word, it requires responsibility, am I saying this right? In other words, the more we know about his word, the more we are responsible at that point to walk in that, to live that. Receive it. To receive it. Yeah. So I, I wanna understand all of God's word, but at the same time, man, there comes some responsibility with that because then I'm held accountable for what I know. And so... It's like, okay, I need to straighten up in this area. I need to do a little better here. I need to have a little more faith in this area. I need to be expecting more. I know more about what he's done for me now. Yeah, so good. So again, I, I think a little bit of what I really wanna do tonight is counteract or contradict some lies that the enemy's been telling you. If he's been telling you, you can't hear from God, you don't know which path to take. I don't know if he actually still speaks today. Am I even, you know, does he love me? Is he happy with that? Like all those thoughts that will bombard your mind. He said, we have received, I'm gonna put it this way. You have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So you can know the wonderful things that God has freely given you. I mean, if I were you, I'd take that promise and in the car tonight, before you even leave the parking lot, I'd be like, God, this is what you said. Father, you said that I can know myself personally, the wonderful things that you've freely given me. I'm done feeling like I'm on the outside. I'm done looking in at everybody else's life and thinking, 
I wish that were me, or I wish I could have that, or how come God them, and why that? When God is saying, no, let me reveal to your heart the things that I have ordained, paths prearranged for you to walk in, gifts and things that I've already got for you, seated at that table. So come on, my child, pull up a seat at the table and freely receive. It's time. It is time. Verse 13. When we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Verse 14. But people who aren't spiritual don't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. They can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Okay, let me clear that up because I know some of you right now said, yeah, I'm not very spiritual. <laughs> hmm. What spiritual means is how many of you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside, roaring like a lion, okay? Each one of you, wait, 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 let me see your hands again. How many of you are born again in this room? Okay, you only got born again because the Holy Spirit himself drew you, because he came to live in you, because he quickened you from death into life. So if you've ever questioned, do you have the Holy Spirit? Yes, you do, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna say this too, because I know the enemy uses this as a trap and a lie. If you don't pray in tongues, and if anyone's ever told you, you don't have the Holy Spirit until you speak in tongues, it's a lie. That's not true. Now, is there another benefit? Is it a gift? I think it's the cherry on top of the Sunday that when you receive the Holy Spirit, that you have the opportunity to be baptized in the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And the Bible goes on to break it down and tell you all the benefits of praying in the Spirit, which is praying out secrets and mysteries, which is praying in line with God's perfect will for your life, which is when you don't know how to pray for something, you can tap into and partner with Holy Spirit and pray in tongues. And it says your mind will be unfruitful. So you don't get stressed out. You don't get fearful. You don't come under anxiety and a heavy burden, but you're partnering with the Spirit of God. And you're still praying perfectly when you don't know how to pray. And the Bible also says when you pray in tongues, you give thanks well. Maybe it's been a long time since you said, Father, thank you. Thank you for this life. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. When you pray in the spirit, you're giving thanks perfectly. So rewind. You have the Holy Spirit the moment you receive the gift of Christ as the son of God who saved your life, who translated you out of darkness into light. So never again question, well, I'm not very spiritual because I cussed yesterday. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> or don't question, am I spiritual or not because I skipped church or I skipped school, I don't know. But my point is, there's all these reasons that the enemy wants to keep you in the dark. But the problem is, you've already been translated into the kingdom of light. So you can't even exist there if you wanted to. Do you know how many people, I don't even know why I'm saying all this, but I don't care. 
there's so many people that would like step foot in a bar or something like that. I'm just going to go here. And you've been born again for, say, 12 years. And you just want to go into this weird bar and get a drink, okay? I'm not condoning it, nor am I saying it's okay. But just say that's you. And you're like, I got to get a drink. I don't know. Life is tough. And I'm just going to go into this bar. There are people, and I bet this has happened to people that go into bars. Hopefully you're set free. But you walk into the bar, and there's people that will literally be like, um, what is it about, you know? Why are you, like, shining? <laughs> or they'll be like, um, there's just, there's this aura about you. <laughs> You're so cool. Or whatever. What they don't understand is that the Spirit of God walked right into that bar with you, and they don't, they just encountered the life of God, and they don't know what to do with that. So my point is, if you've ever doubted, do you have the Spirit of God? Are you spiritual Yes, you are. And we're not talking new age and things like that, okay? We're talking the spirit of holiness, the spirit of God. So, Was that verse 14? That was verse, uh, yes, 14. I want to read it from the Passion. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit for they make no sense to him zero sense. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered. I love this. I've never read this in this uh, version before. Only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. Praise God. Verse 15. For those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Verse 16. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And this blew my mind. The other day we were listening to Bill Johnson and I shared this with a young man two days ago, I think it was, and he literally sat across the table and said, I've just been set free from my whole entire lifetime of getting all caught up in my head, overthinking things, and disqualifying myself. Here's, here's what it happens. Does that scripture say, I have the mind of Christ? It specifically says, we have the mind of Christ. How many of you have ever thought when you're walking through things in life, I just need to suck it up and figure this out on my own? Me too. How, how many of us, be honest, you've ever thought. This is a good small group plug. <laughs> Literally, I, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm spiritual enough. I'm mature enough. I know enough that I should be able to figure this one out by myself. I don't want to burden anybody. I don't want to bother anybody. But here's the key. You guys, there's an anointing and a grace on the body of Christ collectively when we come together and say, we 
have the mind of Christ. In other words, if I'm going through something, Pastor John, and, or Robin, Robin's in the booth doing all the scriptures and stuff. Thank you, Robin. But if I call Robin up and I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I don't know what to think of it right now. And I know these thoughts I'm having are wrong. And I know these feelings I'm having are, or are not good. It's going to take me down a path that I don't need to go on. But, but just talk to me. Just tell me the truth. Just breathe life right now. Just tell me what the word says. Remind me of who God is and who I am. Or here's another flip side to it. How many of you have ever started talking to somebody? They never said a word back to you, but as you're telling someone, that's where the Bible says, if you repent to one, repent or be, uh, ask for forgiveness so that you may be healed. How many of you, when you're talking to someone or just admitting or repenting of something to another, they never said a word, but all of a sudden clarity of mind comes. And you're like, you know what? While I was telling you, I just figured this out. I got it. There's literally a grace, an anointing that happens when we as the body open up and share and are honest and truthful with one another. I'm telling you, God did not design us to do life alone. And that can happen with your spouse, that can happen with a parent, a mentor, a pastor. It can, it can happen with a best friend. But the point is this, God literally wants us to speak things out. Because see, here's another trap of the enemy. If he can keep you quiet or silent, I've always said it this way, whatever's left in the dark can still have a hook in you. If it's just left in the dark where nobody knows, man, and it's just you fighting it, punching at the air, you haven't told nobody, you haven't opened up, you haven't been honest even with yourself, but the moment that comes out in the open or out in the light, man, all of a sudden breakthrough, clarity, understanding, and a promise that we can all stand on. We I want to say have something right there. the mind of Christ. In every, I'm going to go back to 1 Peter 5, verse 5, kind of halfway down. In every relationship, so you need a relationship, right? Each of you must wrap around yourself the apron of a humble servant because God resists you when you're proud but multiplies grace and favor when you are humble. Whoa. So, you know, it's not just for men nowadays, my understanding from what I heard, pornography is a, is a huge problem and, and maybe it still is more for men, but I just wanna encourage you guys, if you're, if you're married, I'm gonna encourage the wives. Men, wives, make sure you have the passwords and everything to your husband's well. phones and computers. Men, humble yourselves. Do this is how do, am I doing marriage counseling or what? Anyway, we've got to be humble, guys. But ultimately, because you said something about the darkness and being set free, and and if in our small group or with our uh, this relationship that we've built with a, a friend that God has brought into our lives, whatever it is, I promise you, as hard as it might be at the moment, just get it out, get, get this thing in the light, allow it to be exposed. Ultimately, what you're doing is, man, you are 
the devil right there, man. You're just keeping him under your feet. But as long as you will have, as long as you are in your pride and you won't have anything, you won't say anything about it, man, it's where the enemy just has a grip on you. And I'll say it like this. I am very competitive. I don't like to lose nothing. That's why I'm a Yankees fan. And so, and, and so I have this thing with the devil where I'm like, you're not going to kick my butt today. I, I'm going to do whatever I got to do. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to call my wife or go see my wife or call a buddy or something and say, I need some help in this area. I'm, 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 I've done something or I'm doing something or, or the, this, this battle, this war in my mind, which, man, over the last couple of weeks has just been crazy for me. It's like, it's like the more, the more I continue in God's word and the more I'm, I'm like expecting more, man, it's like, holy cow, this, there is a, there is a war going on. So I'm telling my wife, Hey man, I need some prayer. I need some encouragement. we got to do this thing together. I'm going to humble myself because I know I have the power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead living in me. It, it doesn't mean we're not going to have a battle. You're going to have battles. But the victory is ours. We sing it. it. It's ours. We, we got to know this. We got to understand this. But it doesn't mean everything's going to happen overnight and just change overnight. Be expecting it. If it does, that's amazing. But at the same time, when you're expecting it, it doesn't happen overnight. Do not quit. Quitting, if quitting, I don't know, I probably said this. If quitting ever becomes an option, you're probably going to end up quitting. It cannot be an option. But it's why it's so important to have believers around you. Whoa. Okay, we're going to end with this scripture. So good. So Pastor Joe already read 1 Peter 5, 6. Robin, we're giving you a big workout tonight. Sorry. So verse six, if you bow low in God's awesome presence or humble yourself, he will exalt you and leave the timing in his hands. We're reading from the passion. Verse seven, pour out all your worries and stresses on him. Leave them there for he tenderly cares for you. Verse eight, this is what we're we're gonna end with. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around insistently like a roaring lion looking for prey, for its prey to devour, verse nine. But take a decisive stand against him. Resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that you're believing, here's, here's the key right here. You're, in other words, you're not alone. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. But verse 10, here's the good news, okay? Then after your brief suffering, we all have suffered, come on. After your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up and he has all the power needed to do this. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) This is the promises. These are those mysteries at one time that were hidden away that now he's revealed to.
to you, to you. I am gonna believe God that you will be stronger than ever for the revelation and the truth that has been spoken and revealed in your heart tonight. I'm also believing God that this seed of the word that's been planted in your heart, it's, it's falling on good soil. Your heart is healthy and strong. And this seed that's been planted tonight is gonna take root and it's gonna bear fruit. I don't care if you walk out of this room and the enemy starts telling you, yeah, you heard that before. Hasn't worked yet. Oh, I'm telling you, resist those lies. Stand firm and resist him. And again, it says that he's as a roaring lion. Lion, He's roaring. He might be able to come at you and tell you lies and try to trip you up and deceive you, but he actually has no authority or power over you. You stand up and through the power of the Holy Spirit and the name of Jesus, you take a stand. And you say, no, I am gonna be stronger for this. You know, that's what I want to say, like during a service and when, whether it's me or Tessa or whoever it is and comes up and says, hey, if you need prayer for something, raise your hand. It is so important. Humble yourself. I don't care how many times you've been prayed for, for the same thing. If you'll get in faith with Tessa and I and what we believe God is doing in our hearts and in our lives and a lot of it we don't understand and we don't care, but if you'll just get in faith and know that when you show up on a Saturday night, and it doesn't have to just be on a Saturday night, but I'm talking about Saturday night church, and then when you come in here, that you are expecting God to meet whatever need it is. Nothing is too difficult for him. Luke one thirty seven. all things are possible for him. What, whatever it might be, that you're gonna come in expecting that faith is gonna be built in here and God is up there saying, now you're in faith with me and I wanna do what you're asking for because you're holding me accountable to my promises. What's he gonna do? He's just gotta say, hey, amen. So Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much for your word that's alive. It's not just letters on a page. Your word is sharp and powerful like a two-edged sword. I thank you for truth being grasped tonight that will actually bring freedom. In the hearts and minds of your children, this body, this family. Father, I thank you for what you're doing to unify and knit our hearts together, to bring us closer and closer and closer where the enemy would like to pull us further and further and further apart. But greater is he who lives in us than the one who comes against us in this world. So I thank you that we're tuning in and we're listening and we're diving deep into these secrets, God, that you've revealed to us, that we may know, actually know and experience all that Christ died for us to freely walk in.
What a joy, what an honor to partner with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.